Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate you spending some time with us. And boy, do we have an interesting guest here that will make it worthwhile. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hi. Good afternoon, Fred. And joining us is a name you should know, John Rich, the Director of Autonomous Vehicle and Technology Development at the Ford Motor Company. John, it is great to have you with us. Uh, it's great to, great to be with you guys and great to talk to you guys again. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, uh, I guess, since Florida November. and uh, Some, Sometimes pre-COVID, it's all a blur. It, it's, it's all a blur. It's all a blur, isn't it? Uh, whatever. A lot, of, a lot has happened. <laughs> sure has. Well, John, let's start out with a, a brief history of what Ford's efforts have been in the autonomous vehicle arena. Yeah, um, you know, our, our efforts and our involvement in AV is, has been long uh, and it's taken a few turns. Um, you guys may know we were the, I think, the only OEM in the finals of the uh, 2005 DARPA challenge originally. We actually I think we took home a million dollars of uh, prize money out of that, uh, running a big super duty across the desert. Uh, and we returned uh, in 2007, 2009. Uh, having, you know, a, a, a small but good team uh, involvement early on in the early days. Um, yeah, and, and that was really the, you know, the genesis of what became uh, an incredible hype curve on self-driving and, a, and a, lot of, uh, you know, a lot of different companies throwing uh, monies and efforts and a lot of brain power into the, into the space. We, you know, we continued on working uh, through that, uh, but the, the the acceleration after, you know, obviously Google stepping in in 2009, uh, accelerating uh, a program with, uh, again, a lot of smart people, a lot of, and frankly, a lot of money. Um, it, it became, an, you know, very much of an arms race uh, and, and uh, you know, a, a, a set of efforts across uh, the tech industry and the auto industry that uh, was, was running faster than we were. Um, in 2017, we took stock of that and, uh, and took a diff very different approach with uh, uh, some very good people out of the tech world. Uh, and we funded um, what became known as Argo. Uh, and great name if you understand Greek mythology, uh, uh, you know, really, really appropriate, something that guides and protects. Um, but uh, it, we, we, funded, uh, we funded an initial, a nascent effort um, and got behind some really, really good people. Um, the speed with which Argo accelerated blew me away. I was fortunate enough to be uh, uh, in the small team that really uh, pursued that idea and pushed that idea forward internal to Ford. And, the, and the, again, the, the, effectively the, the, you know, the venture funding of a, of a uh, startup AV company. And, uh, uh, you know, it, this, it, it, the team, the Argo team accelerated in a manner that uh, I frankly didn't think was possible. Uh, they, 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 frankly, I learned a lot about what is doable with uh, the right incentives, the right capital and the right brain power. Um, but they, they moved from February 17, uh, February 2017, when we initially funded, uh, we had two guys, zero lines of code and zero vehicles uh, to a, a sizable company today uh, that, uh, that has just uh, absorbed uh, AID in Germany, as you, as you know. Uh, as I think you know, the Volkswagen effort, mm -hmm. and it has really become a global, um, you know, a real global powerhouse in the uh, in the AV world. Um, and you know, in that uh, in, in those three years that have uh, uh, you know, so much has transpired and so much uh, acceleration has taken place that it's it it you know, for a traditional auto guy like myself, it's uh, it's it's actually uh, it's wonderful to be a part of. But uh, I you know, frankly, I didn't uh, I didn't see this as possible. Uh, the art of the possible to the extent that it uh, has come into fruition. We are now uh, introducing our, uh, really our fourth set of prototypes with Argo. I build them all um, for Argo and they, uh, um, they are really, really a sophisticated uh, set of hardware at this point. But, uh, you know, it's a great team. It's a great relationship and, uh, and it's come just a remarkable distance in a short period of time. 
You know, it's interesting, John, you, you, you pointed out that you're a traditional car guy, Bennett Ford, gosh, I don't know how many years and in other companies in the industry too, I think. So tell me how you wound up with this niche and, and you feel lucky about it. I want to feel incredibly lucky. I, I wouldn't, there's nothing I'd rather be doing and nothing I'd rather be working on. This is a, uh, um, you know, this is a moment in the industry and we will look back at it as a, uh, as, as the inflection point of, uh, of, of the remaking of the, the modern auto industry. Um, so I, I, I just feel blessed every day to work on it. Uh, I worked, you know, it, this was inconceivable when I started, uh, at Ford, uh, 30 years ago. And I've worked across, I think every part of this industry, I've worked on the manufacturing floor. Uh, I've, uh, it, literally I've worked on the line. Uh, I've, uh, uh, I've, I've worked in all aspects of design and development, advanced, advanced development, all the way through corporate finance and, and strategy. Uh, I've spent uh, time at, uh, inside of Nissan. I've spent time at Mazda. Uh, I spent time at our, uh, uh, substantial time in our Chinese uh, JVs. Um, and, I, and I've probably spent, uh, well, a third of my career in Asia. Um, and I, it, so my, my career is, is varied across uh, many, many different aspects of the industry, but this is, uh, this is one that even, you know, a decade ago, uh, we probably couldn't have fathomed um, and, and being, being in this role. Uh, so it's been, it's been wonderful. It's something you pursued? Uh, it is some, it's certainly something I pursued. Um, uh, and, it, you know, there, there's just, there's just no, there's just no more exciting place. Uh, it, you know, I like building old cars. I like building classic cars. I like working on current model, but there's nothing like creating the future. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, what's, what's really nice, or what I think is really nice about this technology is that on the one hand, it can go in there and really make the product that the auto industry has made for plus a hundred years, a heck of a lot safer, a heck of a lot better to use, a heck of a lot easier to use uh, by even more people simply by by the addition of, of really good driver assistance, not just driver warning, but, but if in fact, uh, you know, the car has to, the driver's not doing something or is misbehaving or is, you know, or is making a mistake can really help, which is enormously valuable for the, the traditional business. And then the opportunity on the other hand to then provide mobility to a whole boat host of folks that, that have somehow been left behind by the other, by, by the conventional technology. Talk a little yeah. bit about that. Man. Yeah. I, and look, if you, if you build classic cars like I do, which is a great hobby, um, you realize how far the industry has come on safety in 40, yep. 50 years. I mean, yep. it's just astonishing to get into old vehicles that are, uh, you know that are that are truly classics that haven't been retromodded. And right, there's I, it, there's it, a steering column there, right? It's yeah, actually it, it, a column, right? It is. I marvel that we've uh, survived it, and, and current current automobiles are just incredibly safe, incredibly yep. safe things. Uh, and and you know, I, I've certainly been a part of that transition and, and transformation, and it didn't feel like a transformation. It, it was it was evolution, but it's, right, it's right. you know it was a lot of evolution. Right. This is this is above and beyond that. I mean, you yeah. know, the opportunity here uh, to take out uh, you know the vast majority of human error um, is is uh, you know is unbelievable to think about because you know you I mean you know the numbers on how many even in the U.S. A mature company with lots of safety features, pedestrian protections, and uh, the, the numbers are are you know are still staggering. Mm -hmm. um, and you know the rest of the world is uh, <laughs> you know, even more so. Even more um, so. so the the opportunity to massively improve on that, and not not just a, not just an evolution like uh, the straight line that we've had for mm -hmm. the great straight line we've had for many years, but to take a uh, uh, to take a real step function change there. Um, that's that's one piece of it. Then there's the other piece of it, which is you know this is the single greatest productivity improvement of our lifetimes. When this, when this comes into effect and we take away, uh, you know, we've all lived through this in COVID when we stopped commuting and we went, oh my God, the inefficiency of that and the, the, the amount of my life that sucked into being in my car. Um, but to give people back productive time, uh, energy and, and you know, frankly, cognitive 
their, their cognitive time that they can apply towards better things in their lives um, is, is, is it, there, there's no productivity improvement where we've seen there. I mean, the, the internet was, was fantastic and is fantastic and continues to, to deliver to us uh, and smart devices and all that. But this is, this is a massive, a massive step in moving humans both from, you know, again, the safety and the productivity. Well, holy um, smoke, it, John. Uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey had me convinced I wanted to live in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about Argo here. I mean, you placed this big bet back in 2017, a billion dollars. You're the, you're the majority stakeholder in Argo AI. And then Volkswagen comes in and they're a major partner too now. They put, I think, $2.6 billion in. Uh, describe yep. for us how this partnership is designed to work. It's a little confusing maybe for consumers how you can both be the stakeholders in, in one company developing yeah. this. Well, it, it, it's it's very easy to, you know, it's it's very important that Volkswagen, we ourselves and Volkswagen stay separate in our efforts uh, commercially uh, in the go-to-market sense uh, from an anti-competitive standpoint and other things. And we're, we're extremely respectful of that. Um, but it uh, there's great rationale for uh, Volkswagen's uh, involvement here, and uh, and again, they've been a great partner through this process. Uh, a very tough and challenging. Uh, you, you can imagine the complexity of the deal to put together. But uh, uh, Argo, when it was conceived, again, we we had an internal um, AV effort. Uh, we concluded that it probably wasn't going to get there, and even if it was successful, uh, it wouldn't be the platform uh, that it had to be to be a one of uh, to be a winner. Um, uh, you know, our belief is that the, the asset intensity, the human capital intensity, the, the, the intellectual intensity of, of delivering an AV system is so great that there can only be two players in each geography that are ultimately successful. You need the scale to pay it back. It is a very, very hard business to be in uh, at, the, at the, the you know, offering at the service level. Um, we, so whether it's Europe, China, or the US, within that geography, we, we believe the end game is very likely to be two, uh, two players in each uh, in each space. If you if you accept that, even if we had done an internal effort on our own and been successful, it was probably dead on arrival. Uh, it's a that you know it's a platform play that needs to be bigger than just Ford. Uh, so our the, the the structure of Argo from day one is to was uh, the concept of of an AV platform uh, that needed more than one automaker in. Now here's the complexity. If you get more than about two, unfortunately, we, you know, this is Ford and VW, two companies that uh, know each other, like each other, collaborate on a lot of commercial projects around the world. And we can work through uh, the complexity of Argo and, and, you know, the state that they're in and the speed that they're traveling. Servicing more than about two automakers would be, you know, would, would, uh, would probably plow them under. Um, uh, you know, the good, the good news is you've got two that, uh, that, that know how to work together and they're fairly large and they cover the most meaningful parts of the world for AV as, you know, China has uh, a fair number of restrictions associated with it on, uh, on AI uh, intellectual property, uh, Europe and the U.S. first and then Europe, I think, will be the epicenters of commercial applications. And you really get, you know, to get Ford and VW there, uh, you get, you, you, you basically wrap up, uh, you know, a quarter of the, quarter of the AV world um, uh, with, uh, you know, with the two partners. So you've got two great partners, you've got appropriate scale, you've got patient capital, uh, and, uh, and again, you've got the right pH balance of management teams on all sides working together. Uh, so we, we think it's a, a pretty effective partnership and we think it uh, has, uh, has the legs to be uh, highly successful. Um, you said that we're the majority partner. I wanna, I wanna slightly correct you. With uh, with bringing in VW, we are we are equal partners with VW, okay. uh, and that's very 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 important um, it, it, in this partnership. That that balance, um, it, you know, this will not be an easy journey. This will be fraught with surprises. It will it will be an expensive endeavor, and getting to the point of a scaled AV deployment that uh, becomes profitable is uh, you know we will go over several business cycles and and other other challenges. We, you know, to be, uh, to have a junior partner in the relationship uh, in that manner, uh, you know, might not be the best thing for long-term relationships. So, uh, you know, equal footing, uh, uh, consistent, uh, consistent management, uh, very, uh, um, 
uh, very focused on uh, you know the ultimate the ultimate end game is what we've put together with our with our good friends at VW. And and again, they they are a, a tremendous partner in this. The, the the question that, that I have uh, is that um, to get to a scaled AV deployment, one has to get started. In other words, that deployment has to begin. Yep. There has to be a decision to do it. And and if 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 in in the piece in which it is an AV deployment, in which the AV part of it is the driver not the individual yep. is is therefore responsible in some sense for making sure that everything goes well uh, how do you how do you achieve a point in which you say this thing is good enough for us to go and begin that deployment and do it okay uh, you know you, you tiptoe with with a, attendance and so on and so forth and whatever but but that doesn't yeah. economically that doesn't get you to a profitable well, that, i don't think it does you talk to me or do you do you understand what i'm with the question i'm sort of trying to ask is that how do you internally you can't you can't even point to the government and say hey they they anointed it and now we can blame them or something no good no it, it, look this is how that this is this is a problem that doesn't have a clean answer yet right okay yeah, okay um, that's, deployments, that's what i thought yeah. and, and when i when i talked about patient capital and yeah. and frankly you know the, the goodness of having a couple partners who are patient right. uh and conservative with their approach towards safety and right. that's uh you, you know and I'm, I'm very I'm, you know, has to I couldn't be. be happier to tell you about, you, you know, I think you understand where Ford is on safety. Yeah, we, yeah absolutely. Uh, it has to be because if it's not, it's, it's going to die. I, it'll never get you, there. I mean, you don't, you, right? will, you will never have the trust of consumers. And, right. Never. You know, frankly, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not our brand. It's not our DNA. It's not our heritage right. to do anything yeah. uh, less than the, the utmost conservative approach. Um, I'm, I'm glad to say we have partners who feel the same way. Uh, you know, VW, uh, again, a, a true safety leader across sure. you know, 14 different brands. Uh, and, and, and again, a very conservative, ger you know, methodical German approach to, uh, uh, to safety, uh, very aligned with ours. Uh, we also have partners in, in Argo who are uh, completely aligned with that. And that's, that's one, of the, one of the reasons that this has worked so well. Uh, you know, Brian, Brian and Pete, yeah. uh, there, there's never... Uh, a ray of daylight between us on uh, how how we approach uh, you know going moving forward and uh, making sure that uh, safety is at the at the absolute forefront of what we do. Now that said, you're right that does create uh, a, a certain conservatism and slowness in deployment. Uh, you uh, have you? I think you've done the ride-alongs with us or not? Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The you, you the the rigidity of uh, that operator driver team, uh, the discipline that goes into that and, and yeah, Argo is, is just incredible with it. Uh, we will maintain that throughout. Now we may go to no touch uh, where there's no intervention, but the, the, the level of diligence that we, will, uh, that we will maintain over that until it is clearly demonstrable that this is uh, you know, beyond the capabilities of uh, you know, superior to a human uh, and, and we feel comfortable introducing. So what, what is that clearly, what, to, what in your mind is that, when are you going to say, yeah, do uh, it? I mean, I mean, that, that uh, is, that is a major, that's a, or, or, or don't I see it because I'm an academia and I don't understand any of it, this stuff, you know? It, it, it is, it, it, you know, it's, it's not the $64,000 question. It's the, it's the $64 billion question. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're working towards, we're working towards what that is. I don't want to be definitive about that because it's, yeah, you can't it's, be, it's I mean, not, of course, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it, that you get asymptotic, but then the, you know, that finish line, still has to be uh, has to be defined with a whole lot of data and i i don't i don't want to be out there with promises or you know things that uh, um that that's that suggest uh, you know we're we're ready to go do that or that we know exactly when that is uh i will tell you that our deployments will be uh measured in how we open them up uh you know as you pull the driver it will be over uh, a very controlled environment and we will expand that geofence with data 
and knowing that we are doing good things for society, not bad things for society. And it's important that we're extremely transparent with that. Uh, and, and one, it's important that we're rigid about that. And two, it's important that we're transparent so that society and our communities actually accept us. Uh, but it will be it will be a slow and measured and careful process uh, that uh, you know that that does not uh, that does not accept uh, undue risk on the public as uh, some kind of collateral damage to a great tech future. This is yeah. not our way. Yeah. Well, you know, if it means anything, I, you know, certainly from academia, I think that is enormously important. The operational design domain is absolutely important. Yep. And to properly define that and make everybody understand exactly what that is, shape that with the community who's going to benefit from this and make sure that they are happy with it and, 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 and agree with it and support you in that process and, and that there's true value to them in the provision of this mobility and they believe it and then you know hey if things happen things happen because you know nothing is per well nothing is perfect i mean we'd all love yeah. to be perfect whatever but nothing is but but i think if if you do that then you can do it in in, in this and then and then grow it appropriately i mean this is what i try to tell my students that that's the only way this this can happen Otherwise, it won't happen. Talk to John, me. John, maybe you want to tell us you, you, you are testing around the country and you've had to go in and win public acceptance. Tell us where you're testing yeah, and how that's done. We're testing in uh, six locations in the U.S. right now. Um, three of them are intended launch markets. So obviously, you know, we're testing in Dearborn and Detroit and Palo Alto and Pittsburgh. Uh, those are kind of the engineering center focused pieces of it uh, and we're on public streets and we're uh, we're operating regularly but we have three markets that uh, that uh, we're our our, our go-to-market start points uh, one is miami uh, where we've been for some time it was our original uh, original market uh, the second is uh, washington dc uh, and the third is austin texas uh, great great places uh, they were picked for a variety of reasons uh, you, you will notice we did we consciously very consciously did not pick uh, the straight road, warmest, driest uh, climate uh, known to man. Uh, we, we each, uh, each of those locations brings something unique and different. We also, you know, we, again, starting in Miami, I don't know how familiar you are with, <laughs> with Miami, but uh, you know, what goes on on the street there is about as complex as anything in the world. And I have lived I have lived all over Asia. I have lived all over America. I have, and, and what goes on in the street in Miami is as, as complex an environment to learn as I know of anywhere on earth. Um, and that, that was a very conscious part of the uh, selection criteria for, for Miami. We need cities where we can learn. Again, slow measured progress, but we need the complexity uh, you know, to, to start really identifying the edge cases and, and, and drawing them out and, and, and proving the driver. So, uh, you know, very conscious choices on the cities. We also picked cities that, uh, that were receptive to AVs that wanted us in the community uh, and worked with us. Uh, the, the, and all those communities have been fantastic, um, you know, and, and, and supporting safe experimentation. Uh, again, they've been very interested in, and understanding our processes and making sure that we're doing very responsible things on their streets, but the but they've been helpful in uh, um, you know working through uh, working through and supporting our our efforts with us. Well, let, let me let me just take this opportunity to say that uh, Trenton, New Jersey, is <laughs> is um, uh, well. I've been working for quite some time with the mayor and with with community groups there to try to to create uh, from the grassroots uh, an understanding of this of this technology as to how it can help people who really can could use the mobility the most to improve their quality of oh, life yeah. and 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 uh, if one looks at it uh, i've argued at least argued to my students that in fact you know trenton is it's, it's somewhat the peoria of the country in some in some sense in in terms of people who who um, who are 
lower down in the economic spectrum who who really i mean we have this situation here in new jersey you know we have a great amazon uh distribution center in titusville new jersey transit doesn't serve it how do you how they, they they're trying to hire a thousand people there to you know for 15 16 dollar an hour jobs that for some for for certain families would 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 really improve their quality of life and, and there's no mobility there with them, with the, with the conventional way that we've approached this thing. And, and they really can't afford, you look at where, where New Jersey has located its, its affordable housing, where it's in places in which uh, there's no access, there, there's nothing there. Why? That's where the cheap land is. There's, there's no mobility. I've I've argued and you've argued also that that you know this this mobility what what you're creating there is is life changing for the for these families in terms of improving their 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 quality of life and and to do it there is I, I think very important so we've been working hard to make sure that the community in Trenton is one that says uh, please come here as opposed to the technology coming there and look at this great thing we have why don't you folks love it you know i mean and you, you which is in sense exactly what you mentioned with respect to your three cities that you're looking at this is what you're trying to do uh, yeah and i mean think of you know right now if you are to try to commute without a car live without a car and commute on uber uh it's it adds up Okay, uh, and the Uber driver isn't getting rich. I mean, you know, oh my goodness, that's, I mean, it's not scalable. I, I mean, right? I mean, on both ends, it's it, it doesn't make they they've missed the affordability piece because they don't ride share because they don't manage it. Whatever, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly it. The opportunity to bring down the cost per mile uh, for uh, people and, and not at on the a, same time improve the quality of their transportation experience, lessen their time that they're stuck in traffic. The, when you do All the user things. experience yeah. interviews, I, I, I you, yeah. you know, I've, I'm not the most empathetic person. And man, when I listen <laughs> to the stories of people commuting and what they're actually going through uh, in our car markets, uh, you know, be, it, it is, it's shocking. The quality it's, of life opportunity here is, is enormous. And, and to bring down the cost of transportation, to let people reallocate their resources into things that, that are frankly more important for them, their kids, their families, yep. um, and uh, you know, reduce the asset intensity of their life is, right. is huge. Uh, and, and right now, the only opportunity you have to do that is, you know, is commuting two and a half hours each way on a bus, which is miserable, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we have this, this poster child of a trip from Ewing Township to the uh, Amazon uh, facility. You, you have to catch a, you know, a 515 bus that takes you to the end of the line that then there's a shuttle so that you can punch in at seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's an 18 minute uh, Ford Argo ride. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on, you know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, to me, those, and, and, and the interesting thing that we found in Trenton is that the community is very, at, at the grassroots level, at the, at the people level, not, yeah, sort of the poobahs at the top and so on, yeah, we're, you know, but, you know, at the very grassroots level, we're really uh, uh, very interested and, 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 and would very much like to see you there. Well, John, no, it, that it, strange it, feeling is that bug that Alan planted in your ear. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, no, sorry, John, but whatever. No, no. You know, what, hey, look, it's, it's a, I, I, we're at well, the very I, beginning of this. You know, we're at the we, very beginning of this. Well, I, I, I sometimes don't feel like the, you know, the broader community understands the kind of the behavioral transformation that we're right. potentially going to see out of this. Absolutely. Uh, I live. I lived uh, six years of my life not too long ago in China with my family, and we had a driver, you know, effectively an autonomous vehicle. And at the start of that endeavor, you, it's convenient to not have to drive in traffic. Okay, maybe you can get some work done. But the you know, the real transformation takes place when you realize that this robot does work for you. Uh, it, you know that 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 it's changing. You know, I watched my wife across this time frame be able to 
channel time into her children and the things that mattered most for her and the quality of life improvements that enabled uh, by, by opening up time. And at the same time, when we moved back to the US and it, and it all went away and, and I, I watched that life be sucked out of her. And it is, yeah. it is, an, it is an enormous amount of our cognitive effort ends up in this transportation spiral that, uh, that uh, you know, as, we, as the machines work for us and do things for us and open up our quality of life, it is transformational. And it, it is absolute, you know, it will change every element of our behaviors from you know, how we purchase and buy to how we spend our free time and how we interact with the things, that, the people that matter most to us. It is a big deal. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, we can talk about the people, the families that don't have any cars, but the families that have one car, What's the other person left behind? What they're supposed to say, pregnant in the kitchen all day long, or whatever, and barefoot? I mean, you know, I mean, look, there, there are, and 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 you look at what happened. You look at the kids and 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 what their opportunities are, and 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 how you know the chauffeuring doesn't necessarily need to be done by the. Not that yep. there isn't quality time in taking your kid to soccer practice. I mean, I no, please, I, whatever you. No, I mean, which is exactly what you. You saw in 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 China is the opportunity here. I mean, it's fundamental. Yeah, and I and I did grow up in that family with one used car shared between two parents. And I, I yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, yeah, and I mean, those are the ones that are fortunate enough to have one. There are still those that have zero, right? I mean, you know, and and sometimes you have two, but you have three kids that are, you know, and and you know, what's the fourteen-year-old do? Yep. Okay, John, I mean, John, along these lines, back in April, uh, Ford announced that the plans to launch an autonomous vehicle service were being delayed because of COVID-19, and you were going to study the long-term effects on customer behaviors. Have you learned anything yet? Is there, is there, are there lessons? Um, there, there, there's certainly one COVID affected a lot of things, right? And not, you know, just not only our operations and our ability to drive in the short term, uh, our, our parts supply and other things as we developed uh, vehicles, but it, it also, um, frankly, it was a you know, there's some I won't say good in COVID, but the, you know, it was a, it was a, a healthy chance to exhale and reflect upon our assumptions and and the impact that COVID uh, might have on mindsets. Now, I, I personally don't believe that the long-term impact on the view of transportation is going to be that shaped by COVID after, you know, 1918, people got back on subways, you know, in, in New York City and Boston and, and uh, things returned to, to normal. But I, I, it, you know, we were running pretty hard into a height curve uh, and, and it, you know, been, you know, we've been three years running very fast, putting together not only Argo and the technology, but the go-to-market approach. And I, I think COVID was a chance to, to exhale and reflect upon that. Uh, I don't want to go into uh, how that uh, will modify our go-to-market approach. We might have some announcements in the, in the not-too-distant future. But, uh, um, but it did allow us to really take a minute, exhale, reflect on what we were doing and how we might uh, um, uh, reflect upon our progress, what we've learned, and, and how we might execute a go-to-market. And I, I, again, I think that's a that's a, actually a very healthy moment to do that. Um, very very and, healthy. I, I I think that is maybe. I, and I I, I I will tell you the one transfer. Sorry. sorry yeah, go, no, please, now. please. The, the the one transformation that I think is really real out of COVID is the step function we've seen on delivery of goods and services. That uh, and, and you know not only not only will that not you know not be taken back. But it will. Uh, it was an accelerant that uh, uh, yeah, will be with us for a long, long time. Uh, it, it, it is. It reflects a behavioral change in the way we uh, we move goods and purchase and buy, and uh, and and believe me, we take a note of that. Have you on, on that end? Uh, it, I sort of. Have you re realized that you know between one a.m. and five a.m. all this infrastructure that we have for all this mobility is essentially unused there are no children chasing balls there are sent no bicyclists there are no pedestrian no i mean epsilon numbers very few in fact you know certainly some of us want our goods you know instantaneously but but a, an awful lot of the stuff that could be distributed 
to our wherever we like to have them distributed could be done at that time uh, and doing it with these systems you know i mean it gets rid of a lot of weird off shift labor yeah yeah weird options right which is is difficult to manage and so on and an opportunity to maybe that that's one of the early operational design domains that in fact one can go out there and learn it and get it and get something really good experience and so on to allow that thing to you know, i don't know i mean that's well i i don't want to talk specifically yeah, sure no don't 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 but, uh, don't i mean yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, there are there are many of us who see more opportunities in, in moving goods and delivery than uh, moving people yep. in terms of uh, real efficiencies for uh, our infrastructure, uh, for uh, society, and how we you know what's what's running in our you know across our street in our daily life and congesting things. Uh, there are really cool opportunities to uh, reduce congestion, to give uh, to participate in giving cities back to people. Um, and that's, that's uh, you know, like I say, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. Well, tying into that, uh, John, if you had to sum up what the vision of Ford and your partner Argo AI is for self-driving technology, uh, what would it be? How would you phrase it? And you kind of hinted at something just now. Well, I, 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 but I think that to answer that question, I think you have to start with the vision of how the market evolves. And, uh, and again, I, as I said, we, we, Argo was always designed as a platform. Uh, and we believe there are a couple winners. There can only be a couple winners in the space. It is, it, it, it is, um, it is just too uh, investment and resource intensive to uh, to have multiple players, and you have to have the scale. Um, so our, the first part of our vision is that Argo becomes uh, one of those two platforms that operate in that space. Um, it, it, that uh, that are the you know the dominant platforms. Uh, you might you know you might guess who's the other one is. I'll let you fill in the blank. But I I uh, I personally believe being on the inside of this and the inside of the industry, I believe Argo is ex- exceptionally well positioned to be um, that uh, that platform. Uh, one of the two again one of the two winners. And frankly, right now it's the most global of the two. So that's that, uh, of the uh, of the existing players. So I think that's that's one part of the vision. Um, the the other uh, the other is the service that sits on top of that and how we go to market. The early you know people have visions of autonomous vehicles that they own. It's probably not the best solution for society, but it's also a, a, in the earlier and nearer days of this, or is it's probably not a financially realistic uh, solution. The, these vehicles take a lot of uh, you know care and feeding to maintain them and keep them on the road and keep the asset utilized. They're very expensive. Um, so the, you know, we are, we are in effect, the service operator becoming a service operator, uh, moving, <laughs> moving the, the business of how we make money, which is made money on a, tr- a single transaction, primarily on a single transaction for, uh, 117 years. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, transitioning into a service, uh, uh, you know, a drip, 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 uh, uh, revenue stream. Um, which is which is good, which is which is a fine transition. It's a uh, maybe not the easiest transition to make, but we, you know, we view ourselves as an integrated service provider, and ultimately operating uh, multiple uh, uh, multiple form factors to really meet the needs of of different consumer segments here, whether that's uh, in moving people or moving goods. Uh, there's yeah, you know, there's shared mobility, there's private mobility, there's uh, and there's a lot of different form factors required to uh, to move goods successfully, and you know the ultimate vision is uh, across a single platform to provide uh, the service a very efficient service uh, that again drives down the cost of transportation and therefore improves uh, our our effective wealth and our uh, uh, you know the the uh, the productivity of our uh, of our markets. So it's 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 a neat. Thing to think about how this manifests, you know, the end state, and it will take time. There will be more infrastructure involved in corridors and, uh, you know, communication between uh, vehicles and uh, and a lot more communication between vehicles and the infrastructure. But uh, you can imagine, uh, if you do this well, it's a, you know, an enormous plus to society in terms of reducing congestion, reducing pollution, reducing costs, uh, and uh, and and again giving our time back to us. 
not many people in the industry say what you just said. <laughs> and of course, I agree with you 100% on this thing. The, to me, this is, this is the real value to, to really improve the quality of life of individuals in the first place and those that, that, whose quality of life can be most improved. And in fact, in terms of the, as you, not to quote you, drip, drip, drip of, 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 of provide, uh, doing this on a, you know, there are what, 1.2 billion trips every day in the United, person trips in the United States, okay? You know, some of them are made by walking, some of them are made by bicycles. Many of them are made by, most of them are made by, by cars for which we drive ourselves. We're, we're, the, we're the worker in their driving. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, it's not, if all this comes in, it's not a great unemployment thing because you'll still need the people, the professional drivers out there. They, they are not, not going to go away for, for quite a while, but the people that you're going to relieve and the value that you're going to deliver is all of us as individuals who haven't been, we're not being paid to do this for ourselves. Right. So last I checked the Washington, washing machine made our lives better, not worse. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And this is, this is what is, what is, what is doing it. And, and so anyway, it's, it's, it's really, it's really good to hear some of the Sunday supplements don't show this, you know, they show a whole different thing associated with this, but this, this is the fundamental value to me. And, and, it, and that value can, can go throughout the economic spectrum from the, from the very poorest to the, so it's, it serves all this community that's been left behind, my goodness, and, and the improvement that it, it affords them. So I will put the caveat on that, though. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're willing to work with communities and do this right and execute this right, it can uh, be a tremendous advantage. You have to work with uh, the communities. It, it, it is, it you is have to work with the communities. It has, has to be absolutely inseparable. Inseparable. It's it's not a technological problem. It's a sociological problem. It has to be. It has to come from them. It, they have to see it as a value to them. Otherwise, I mean, it's easy to. Try. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, we we've got to take a quick break to remind uh, our audience that uh, our sponsor is the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more information, you can head to MOTOETF.com. On the website there, you should read a white paper. It's titled The Smart Transportation Revolution. There's a tab there that it's under, Insights and News. Lots of great information to help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, as you may know, can be a smart way to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category. The site, once again, is MOTOETF. Dot com. And we're back with more and our guest, John Rich, Director of Autonomous Vehicle and Technology Development at Ford. John, Google's Waymo made headlines last week with an announcement that it was going driverless, no safety drivers with its service in the Phoenix suburbs. Any thoughts about that move? Yeah, it, it, well, it's one, it's a part of pro progression uh, on, on Waymo's part. They actually have pulled the driver previously and run very controlled rides, but it's a, it's a major milestone for them. Um, I, I, you know, Waymo's been at this for since 2009. They were frankly the original uh, originator of, uh, of uh, the, the energy end of the, end of the segment. And uh, I, you know, I think they just, you know, frankly, they've, they've done a wonderful job of this. Uh, it, it, you know, everything they do um, is uh, precedent setting. And it's plowing ground uh, for the industry, um, and I, I do give Waymo a tremendous amount of credit uh, credit for their conservatism uh, and their their methodical approach to uh, to bringing uh, the service into market. Uh, it, it, you know, a lesser company than Waymo might not be doing uh, wonderful things for us trying to play in this space as well. So I I, uh, I give John Kravchak and his team just enormous enormous credit for what they've done. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm sometimes grateful they're in the pole position uh, this because it's, it's not easy to, uh, uh, plow ground. And, and, you know, John is a former Ford guy and I think, uh, we would expect nothing less from him. So, uh, I, we're, we're uh, we look at uh, Waymo with great admiration. Yeah. It's, it's not easy to be the first pole. Okay. And in, in that sense, right. It, it isn't easy. 
and and of course one wishes them well because because in a sense I guess we all believe that this that this that this can work but in, until you get it to work until you can demonstrate it until you can make that decision to pull the tr- or whatever you know you know so. and 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 look from from my perspective and our perspective here it, we you know I, like I say, I'm grateful that we have a company with the uh, the uh, mindset and maturity of, of Waymo in this position. Yeah, uh, as they, opposed uh, to being a loose cannon out there, who knows they, what the <laughs> hell, Jesus, what, what, we God. sort of saw that already, no comment, uh, we won't go in that direction. But, well, let's, but let's, can, let's not go uh, there, but I, yeah, uh, let's like not I said, go we should, there, yeah. We, we uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have just tremendous respect for what yeah. Waymo's done. And uh, like I say, I'm glad they're the, they're the leading uh, effort in this space right now. Yeah, what, is, and, and what are your you thoughts about sharing data, the sharing of safety data in this space? How important is it? Yeah, well, it, it, data is like the trickiest subject on earth here. Uh, one, there's so much, there is, you know, there's petabytes and petabytes of data coming that will be coming off these cars. Um, I, I, you know, I think, you know, the Ford position on data and consumer data, we're extremely conservative with it. And we know we will not have consumers trust without being conservative uh, uh, with uh, and, and appropriate with their data. At the same time, there's a lot of data that, uh, that as you notice, can, can help, uh, can, that can help cities, uh, that, uh, that certainly can help um, uh, you know, advance the state of the art in terms of uh, uh, you know, the, the, the progress and safety in AVs. And I, I, there's a lot, lot still to work through there. We're open-minded with approaches uh, we are we are just very protective of our consumers as well. Yeah, you. I think you have to be. Of course, you have to be protective of the consumers. Uh, you know, being outside the industry and as an academic, I've, I've argued that the safety data. That's not where all you guys should be competing. That's not. If, yeah. if you trip over a corner case, you should share <laughs> it. I mean, why why have everybody trip over it? I mean, in fact. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I always say competing uh, for AV companies to compete on safety is like, uh, you know, uh, cigarette companies to compete on the safest cigarette. It's just not where you want to be. It's not. You want to be driving. You want to be driving the floor lower right. and improving. Right. And, because, and, because. An, an event for any AV company is a bad event for every AV company. And right. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, the, the, well, the, the safety consortium, you know, the, the, yep. uh, we have the AVSC. Uh, right. where we have, we have everybody in the, uh, in the mix now, um, right. and contributing, uh, at, you know, through the SAE forum and, and really talking about these things proactively. Um, and, and again, I don't think anybody in the industry wants to compete on a safety claim. They want to get, uh, that the safety claim we want to have is massively better than humans, uh, and massively improving lives and cities and, uh, and the safety of you and your, and, and your, your environment and for your yeah. kids. So um, I mean, I think one of the one of the incidents that, that Waymo had was uh, they were you know they they had a driver in there, but somebody crossed and jumped the median, came and they had a head on and all that, and they're collecting all their data from that. I mean, to me, they should want to share that to everybody as to what can we learn out of this thing. I mean, sure we can sort of simulate it, but as we know about simulation, simulation isn't Mother Nature. Mother yep. Nature is. <laughs> has all sort of, sort of little idiosyncrasies. And when you get one of these things in which you've had your whole stack co- collect the data, the data, then, then of course, you know. Uh, your simulation, your simulation improves massively. With massively, right. And, 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 and you, 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 you need to share that because, because you all benefit from this, the whole, because we've got to, we've got to get the industry up there such that the, that such that the, the consumers out there, you know, actually believe and want you and so on and pay money for you and whatever, trust you. And trust is, you yeah. know, trust broken by one AV effort uh, really affects all. Um, We've and, seen that. And, and trust is trust is the element that we're just you know, we're hyper focused on, yeah, uh, as delivering from day one. So, yeah. uh, do you see do you see potential Congress coming in and 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 making making safety you know away from antitrust? You know, every time the industry gets together, you have to have thirteen. I don't know how many lawyers agree that you're not going to. No, I mean, or 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 don't you think you need that? Or, or um, 
I don't know what to expect from government anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> I guess we should leave it. I, I will say NHTSA, you know, NHTSA is a, a good partner here. They are obviously conservative for very good reasons. Yeah, of course. I, I think they will, they will play uh, in the exemption space for some time uh, and, uh, and gather data uh, before they head into harder rulemaking. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we'll work with them every step of the way to do that, right? It's, uh, there, there's, there's a healthy relationship there uh, and needs to, be a, uh, needs to be a collaborative one. Along those lines, do you, do, you, do you think it would be valuable to have a separate mode, a separate modal agency associate dealing with AVs like we have for the Federal Aviation Administrations for Airplane and the Federal Railroad Administration for Railroads? Or do you think we can have asterisks on the car and say, what are your thoughts? Um, Any thoughts on that? Or? This is a good question. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I, it's I don't not know a, either. It's not, a horrible, it's not a horrible thought, especially as in, industry uh, expands and you know, we move from uh, hundreds to thousands to millions to billions of trips. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, you know, the public, you know, the FAA does a wonderful job of, of uh, you know, helping to ensure that trust, but also to make, you know, as we talked about earlier, yeah. making sure that the learnings are um, uh, you know, cascaded across the industry, and uh, you know they you know, look at look at the flight safety record that exists, mm -hmm. especially in the United States, but all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, and sure. that's driven, uh, you know, that that's enabled by the FAA and what they mm -hmm. do. So um, it's it's not a horrible thought, and it, it and and this problem gets harder, not easier, and right. and much more complex as it moves on. So it it, it would not be an inappropriate thing. John, it was reported uh, this week that uh, Ford has taken a more than 7.5% stake in Velodyne, the LiDAR maker that's uh, recently gone public. You think that LiDAR is an important part of the picture, unlike uh, <laughs> Elon Musk and Tesla? Uh, well, let me, let me slightly correct that. We, didn't, we haven't taken the 7.5% stake. Okay. We have always had a stake. We've not always, but we've had since uh, 20, uh, sometime in 2017. Uh, a stake, but and I we, guess it was valued been, then. Uh, it was uh, Velodyne uh, went uh, public through a SPAC process. Uh, you know, basically had a, an IPO through a SPAC, which is an interesting development in capital markets. Uh, but they are now a public company. We are, uh, you know, we have, we have been a long time investor in them. Again, we've been patient capital with, uh, with Velodyne. They, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, Dave. If you've met Dave Hall, uh, Dave yeah. is a true genius. <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, he's a wow. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, his progress through, uh, multiple phases of LIDAR, we've been on the journey with him and we, uh, we've been at the forefront of his most sophisticated device, which is, uh, uh, 128 beam LIDAR, which is now, uh, now out and available. And we're, we're, uh, very happy to be using. So your feeling is it, it really is an important part of the picture here. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different opinions on LiDAR, as you know. Um, the, the approach that most major AV players um, uh, have taken is that LiDAR is, is essential in the near term, um, that, uh, that there aren't substitutes for it that, uh, that provide uh, the same. And it's one, it's one of a suite of sensors. LiDAR doesn't do everything, but it does some things really well, and it processes very efficiently. Um, uh, it, 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 you know, someday will be beyond LiDAR, but that someday is, is, is going to be a while. And, and frankly, the LiDAR devices are, are getting better and better um, uh, and, and frankly, more and more useful, not, uh, not less so. So um, uh, we are, we are uh, uh, you know, our approach is with LiDAR, integrated with LiDAR, uh, multiple forms of LiDAR, and we will, uh, uh, we will continue that path. We, we think that's the prudent and safest way to, uh, to enter this market. Alan, uh, the city of Toronto has signed an agreement with a familiar name to us, Local Motors, yeah. for its first automated driverless shuttle bus, the eight-seat Ollie 2.0. It's going to begin service there in the spring of next year. So I guess some congratulations are in order. Yeah, uh, so we've been following Jay and uh, Local Motors for some time, and, and it's nice that um, there's some, some progress being made there. So uh, congratulations yep. to him. No, I know Jay well, and uh, what, what, a, what a fantastic guy. What a great innovator. 
Yeah. Um, Princeton and, guy, you know, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Harvard, Harvard Business School guy, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> More recently. Uh, <laughs> Alan, we uh, need to the, mention the, the talking about Princeton, the fourth yeah. annual Princeton Smart Driving Cars Summit is in the planning <laughs> stages for December. It's going to yeah. be virtual, of course. Looks like the 8th through the 10th. Yep. And uh, still planning on that. Yeah, we're still planning on it. So of course we didn't we didn't do May, and of course we postponed it then to October. And now it looks like December's the time to do it um, uh, and do it virtually, and just have people get around and uh, sort of catch up and uh, and see where we are. There is evolution, I think. I, I think uh, you know, in terms of the the evolution, the kinds of things that that that. That John has been saying here with us today, just you know, they they really weren't the kinds of things that the industry was saying even a couple of years ago. You know, I mean, yeah. I, there it is. At least the driverless piece is focused on providing mobility and and really looking at the, a, a service opportunity with it and and really driving it to that and driving that opportunity such that it's available to essentially everyone in the operational design domains that are started, but then those operational design domains, once, you know, we, once we learn how to crawl, then we'll walk, then we'll run, then we'll, you know, I guess, right, John? <laughs> it, 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 you know, we're at the, we're at the start of this. And, yeah, we're uh, very started. And, and, and sometimes it's hard to imagine how it, it will eventually unfold and, you know, any, any predictions will certainly be wrong in both in terms of time horizon and uh, uh, how they how they end up. But it, it is certainly um, you know the dawn of a of a very different moment. Um, you know the the stability of the industry for the past hundred plus years, uh, and again Ford's been at it for 117, has actually been remarkable. Uh, uh, very very few industries have been that stable um, and and, and, and that dominant and that dominant. With you know, and multiple barriers of entry have been have been part of that, and they're they're dropping, and you know the survivors in this space will will roll with that and uh, and and uh, and grasp the future and and morph with it and run with it, um, uh, it, it but it's you know the long predicted uh, uh, inflection point is is clearly here. Uh, there's there's it's just you you'd have to put your head in the sand and die up between electrification and uh, and autonomy. Yeah, and John, and, 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 John, you're such an important voice here. I yeah. mean, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't say, boy, we hope you'll make the virtual trip to the summit in December. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we're going to reach out to you. And, and we, we certainly so appreciate your, your frankness and, and, and your, your joining us here. I think, I think it's important. It's important for, for people to, uh, to hear it like this as opposed to, some some of the things that still exist when you pick up the Sunday supplement and all this stuff and whatever and you know, there, uh, there is uh, there is amazing hype and there's amazing misinformation in this right. um, and, and at the same time there's just so much going on that's uh, that's just quite remarkable um, like I said it's a it's a it's a really unique time in uh, um, in the industry. It's an opportunity to improve quality of life, to improve the environment, to improve the economy, to improve. I mean, there, there's almost not a downside to this thing. And in fact, if it also accelerates going to EVs, not that they, yeah. may not, they may not even need the acceleration. But of course, there's no range anxiety here when you're managing yeah. this because you know who you're going to serve. You, you pick the vehicle, you, 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 through management, you with it so all of a sudden you can make the proper decision environmentally in terms of what is the propulsion system and so on and, and which that, that best serves that so go, yeah. yeah well I, I mean the, the marriage of EV and AV especially given the duty cycles uh, is really um, you know quite obvious right uh, obvious. They're, they're, the, the early days of this are, are not as are not as simple as they should be because the the uh, you know, the driver, um, yeah. the robot yeah. uses a fair amount of power. And, right. uh, it, uh, and that's, you, you're, you've got a tough balancing act of power consumption uh, versus battery sizing and recharging events. And battery technology today is also, um, you, you know, there's, uh, it, you, you'd like to, you, you need to keep your asset in motion. 
right. expensive asset. You got to keep it running. You want to fast charge it. If you fast charge it, battery life comes down dramatically. Very expensive piece of the car. These things are engineering challenges. They are not beyond the wit of man. But they are they are engineering challenges we grapple with. Most of the players to date have uh, uh, started with a hybrid application just because of that balance of uh, energy density and, and uptime. Uh, but there, there's no question that, uh, that, that, that that convergence date is really actually much closer than uh, much closer than anybody thinks. We, we, we've, we say that we're, you know, our first, our first application will be a hybrid and our last application will be, uh, it will be our last, last hybrid. Uh, yeah. We will never do one beyond the first one. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, and 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 in a sense, also as a, this is uh, this is all Moore's lawish type thing. So as scale and as we put more intelligence into this thing, it, we're we're not going to end up brute forcing this thing. We're going to end up ele- making it even more elegant. It's going to end up using less energy. It's going to end up having fewer things. All those things out there, we just got to get the darn thing started. I mean, the idea. That, that, getting it on getting it going is still the major thing john we want to encourage our our listeners too to to follow your blog posts the blog posts of your team uh, also on on medium great stuff oh well thank you um yeah no we're trying to trying to get a uh i'll call it a a steady stream of credible information out uh, there is a lot, uh, as you know, a lot of distracting information, but it's, uh, 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 Dan and his team are, are really trying to make sure we have a uh, uh, methodical and uh, incredible set of information that's put forward. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time with us and in, in helping to get the, the information out. We can't thank you enough. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, now Amazon Music, too. You can get your smart speaker to play us, and you can find my tech reports at TextDonation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please stay safe. Thank you.